Hello, it's the Shona Strong Podcast. Hello! I love saying hello like that. Makes me sound really super Glasgow. And do you not think that Glaswegians just sound extra happy? Because we are, we are. Like, despite the shitty weather, we just are like a happier breed of people. I'm actually from Ayrshire. I'm a Glaswegian in disguise, but I fully identify as Glaswegian. Anyway, on to the podcast. I have a two-year-old. Oh my God, I cannot believe it. It's It's been a ride. It's been a journey. It's been the best time of my life. It really is. And it just gets better every single day. It's just brilliant. I love him. I love him. He's he's like not even one in a million. He's one in a billion. He's just the best. I'm so proud of him. And I'm really excited for anyone who is pregnant right now because having a baby and watching them grow is such a joy. So at the weekend we had his birthday party and it was a brilliant day. Me and Paul had our besties there, the family was there. I invited the NCT girls over, they brought their babies and we also put a note out to nursery and just asked uh, nursery teachers to invite the little kids from his class and loads of mums came and brought their kids and also brought brothers and sisters as well which was good because that's what we wanted wanted loads of people there and just the best time by the way here's a hack see if you're having a party at your house a kids party and they're like quite young have a water table it's like a watering hole it's like a centerpiece of the party they all sort of gather around there and they just sort of stand and blether away and play with the water. Like water and cups and a big bucket. You don't even need to buy a water table. You could just have a big bucket of water and loads of cups. And it's like, you know, it's like crack for babies. We had the best day. I just loved it. And I'm so proud of them. And having a party for your child is better than having a party for yourself, in my opinion. Because you don't have to worry like I don't know if you're like this maybe it's just me and I'm revealing dark parts of my personality but I worry if I have a party I'm like no one's gonna come because everyone hates me or people are here and they're obviously here because they feel obliged to and not because they like me (laughs) um but no when you have a party and everyone's there you're like yeah they all love my child and I'm so proud of him and we're all here for you and you don't feel bad about throwing everything at this party and making it the event of the year because it's not about you it's about someone else (laughs) so yeah we had the best day I loved it and I'm still you know walking on clouds but um a lot of stuff comes up when when your child's birthday comes around well I find anyway maybe you'll not be the same maybe you will it almost makes you look back and reflect on your birth, on your pregnancy, on your journey as a mother so far. And it's quite an emotional experience. I don't know if it's the same for dads, but it really is like a big, a big event when your child gets a year older. And so I wrote a list of things I've learned since becoming a mum, because I have learned so much. Like, you have to learn fast. <laughs> um, and what is really comforting for me is that I'm still learning 
I'm still growing and you kind of grow together with your child. The two of you are learning and growing together and you learn so much about yourself and you also get a little chance to reparent your own inner child um, and that, that can be super interesting. I recommend anyone who is about to have babies, um, who is thinking about getting pregnant or is pregnant, to definitely have some sessions with a therapist because that's when I started my therapy journey because I wanted to be a really great mum. I really wanted to, you know, I didn't want to fuck anyone up. I wanted them to be happy. I wanted them to feel fulfilled and enjoy life and be carefree. I I want all of those things for them. And I know that a lot of that comes from me and Paul as parents. So that's when I started my therapy journey and it was really enlightening. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I've, I've actually posted all of the things that I learned as a mum. It's 30 things I've learned since becoming a mum. And I will say that I wrote these all, it was like a journaling exercise. I just sat down with a coffee in Costa and just wrote down all these things that I've learned. And, and there was there's loads more, there's things that I've not even touched on. Um, and some of them you might not even agree with, you might not identify with, but I think that's the nature of motherhood. And a big learning experience for me is that we all experience motherhood as uniquely as we ourselves are. We are so unique, so we all experience it differently. So what I have learned might be different from what you've learned. But I put this out to my mums in the Shona Strong Mums group. I asked them to share with me what they've learned since becoming mums. And I thought um, I would read some of them out to you and we can discuss them and, and see what you think because they're just really lovely. Okay, so let's start. Um, I learned that I'm definitely more patient than I give myself credit for. I also learned that I'm a much better parent when I've had time for myself. So it's in everybody's best interest that I have me, me time. She's put me twice. I don't think she meant that, but me, me time. Also, you do you and fuck everyone else in their opinions. <laughs> I love this person. But I think the, the point she's made about how important it is to have time for yourself as mothers are so much pressure on us. Like, I mean, I even just spoke about the pressure that's on you to, to raise a person, but it's not just on you. It's on the other parent. It's on their grandparents. It's on the teachers at nursery, at school. It's on all the other people that uh, are a part of their life. But we take this on as mothers. And then also like the, the sort of burden of running the home, of keeping on top of different relationships, of life admin, of all of that stuff. It is so important that you get time to reconnect with yourself, maybe your old self, pre-child. Um, do something that brings you joy. And I, I talk about this as a non-negotiable with my mums. And this is the ultimate parenting hack or relationship hack really I've spoken about this in other podcasts is sitting down with your partner on a Sunday and planning when you both get that time to yourself it's not just about them it's not just about you both of you need that time and it 
it's got so many benefits including like you're showing that you respect each other's health and mental well-being you're getting that time to talk about what makes you both happy and what makes you both tick and then also of course spending time with your other half if you've got one um or like a best friend without a child to just talk about whatever you want to uh <laughs> me and paul <laughs> i'm just remembering me and paul went out for a baby free night um for dinner my mom had very kindly got us a voucher uh to go to a lovely restaurant and we went out for dinner and had a lovely lovely great time but the more Paul drank the more he talked about Cormac (laughs) and I love Cormac I'm his biggest fan but I wanted to change the subject every so often um and it would it was getting to the point where like these really tall men walked in and I said wow look how tall that man is and Paul just took a pause and said Cormac's gonna be really tall so literally like he was turning every topic to about Cormac and so it's really important that you get time with your partner where you're not talking about your child I did eventually say Paul my darling let's talk about something else let's talk about about anything else anything else just for a few minutes okay back to um what my mum's thought uh, they've learned I've learned more about my limits Recognize when recognizing when I meet, need me time slash help. Love that, especially with sleep deprivation. Just a, a point on that. Um, it's I I I think like especially when I'm talking about myself and I know this mum as well. She's a real high achiever. She's like an incredible hardworking woman. Just just like every other woman that's in in my group, we want to be superheroes and we want to do everything ourselves. it's maybe that's like inbuilt in us like we feel that need to impress but that's just being a martyr and there are loads of people in your life that I'm sure are happy to help they just need asked whether that's your partner your partner sometimes might just need told that you need help can you help me with this yes I will cool that's that that's that solved but then there's also people maybe in your extended circle that I'm sure would love to help. Like I remember way before Cormac was born, one of my besties had a baby and I really, I just really wanted to help. I was like, see, anytime you want me to take baby out in the pram, I will. And then I think eventually she was like, okay, I want to get my eyelashes done. Can you um, take him out for a half hour walk? It's just things like that things like that so she got her eyelashes done and I got to look at a cute baby for half an hour um anyway what what was she saying um I don't always recognize that I've passed my limit on time but I'm getting better I've also learned what unconditional love is all about my god it's everything isn't it and if you can raise a baby you can pretty much do anything I love that um so on that do you know, um, same friend who got her eyelashes done, I remember her saying, um, telling off with love, telling off one of my friends who was going back to work after maternity leave and she said, oh, I'm just so looking forward to using my brain again. And my friend said, uh-uh-uh, not true. You have been using your brain more than you have ever used it in your entire life as a mum. But 
society, you know, sort of pams that off as women's work, as like menial tasks. But raising a child, raising a baby, like tending to a newborn baby's needs and toddler's needs every single day is so tough. (laughs) And if you can do that, God, you need the... What, what do you say? Negotiating skills of Nelson Mandela. You need the patience of Princess Diana. God, yes, she is so right. Um, Yeah, okay, so let's move on. I've learned to forgive quickly like kids do and not sweat the small stuff. Yeah, love that. There's no point holding on to things that don't serve you. Just let it go, let it go. I love how my daughter can be raging. We have a little chat and she's all smiles and back to loving life. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, that is is like a great life lesson. If, if someone around you is, you know, feeling all annoyed and frustrated and pent up, you could be like, let's just sit down and ch- chat about this. Let's talk it through. I'm not going to give you any advice. I'm just going to let you talk this out and we'll have a cuddle and hopefully feel, make you feel better. Um, I think right now that my daughter's older, I've learned a whole new load of triggers that I'm working on. Firstly, why the heck it affects me. My daughter pretending to be an animal, I get internal rage and the rational part of me is like, what the fuck? And staying calm. Right, okay, so I actually, this was one of my biggest things that I've learned and this person, I'm sending her all the love because I have also been through this. Um... And it's something that I am working through in therapy right now. So something that I was super triggered by was whining. Um, like as in like I just really struggled to cope with it. Like it, it was something that I just couldn't tolerate. Um, I would have to take myself out of the room. I would have to do all the breathing. And I actually felt like whining is a kind of normal part of a child, like being a child. And I, I really looked into it and I... I spoke about it in therapy sessions and it's because I was always told off for whining I've always been called you know shown the moan shown the moan was you know my nickname from a very young age from that young age because I I whined as well um and I think it it triggered me because I realized that that was behavior that I was told off for when in reality he could be whining because he doesn't feel well and he can't communicate that with me or maybe he's just hurt himself or maybe he's feeling an emotion like he's sad or scared or frustrated or any range of things that might make you unhappy in the moment that a toddler cannot communicate. You know, it could be something that you just, I just don't know and I just will never know. And same as when I used to whine uh, in the pram. I, uh, there's a story that I would be in the pram, it was raining, there'd be other toddlers, other like children and sister walking beside the pram in the rain and I would be the one whining and that was because I was, you know, entitled, blah, blah, blah. But really and truly, it could have been any range of things. It could have been that I was too hot. It could have been that I felt unwell. It could have been that I was scared. It could have been that I missed my mum, blah, blah, blah. So I think that for me, the most helpful thing is as a mum is putting myself in my child's shoes 
not trying to reason with them like they're an adult, remembering that they have little tiny, um, not fully formed and developed brains yet. I think their brains are fully formed, but they're just not fully developed. Um, so yeah, anyway, back to what she's saying. Connection before correction has been my mantra for these tantrums. When I can feel myself wanting to scream back, oh my God, I love that so much. That is now going to be my mantra first and foremost. Connection before correction. Yeah, it's going to solve all problems because like sometimes little people have behavior that is uh, it's not naughty. It's not challenging. It's just inconvenient to you right now in this, this moment. Um, like big emotions might be inconvenient to you. You might be out and about shopping and they have a temper tantrum. And in the moment, telling them off is not going to do absolutely nothing. Uh, whereas getting down to them in their level, connecting with them, giving them a hug, reassuring them that they're safe and everything's going to be okay, that's going to have the impact. By the way, I'm not saying in any way that I'm a perfect mum here. I am working through this just like the rest of you. Um, but yeah, I love this group because I learned so much from them as well. Even though I'm the coach. Right, okay, next person. I've learned that I didn't need as much sleep as I thought I did to function as a human. Yeah, absolutely remember that so well. Luckily, touch wood, Cormac is sleeping through the night now and it is glorious. But there has been a point where... I was consistently getting like three or four hours sleep and you know I was absolutely fine. I was like this is not healthy that I can actually function like this but then I read recently a midwife had said to someone that one hour of sleep when you're postpartum is equivalent to three. I don't think that's true but sometimes you know if you just you tell yourself that story cool that will work. Okay, she says, I think it's shown me how resilient I am. I also used to think I was a bit timid and I guess I still am to an extent, but when it comes to advocating for my child, nobody is going to stand in my way. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's funny how we all talk about boundaries. We all talk about, you know, um, protecting ourselves, but it does seem to be a lot easier when it is for your child like it's easy to say no to things when it's in their best interests rather than like you're more likely to do things that are detrimental to yourself to make someone else happy but you're not going to do that for your child's sake because they are the most important um her child is trying to walk at the moment as well and watching him fall get back up and try again is bloody inspiring oh, I love that yeah they are just so resilient and they fall and they hurt themselves and they're like no no I just gotta keep trying I gotta keep trying and I love that and I also think that that's clearly you as a mum has have modeled that to him because they watch you they watch you um be resilient and you know try things and um, not give up so well done okay so couldn't agree more with all of the above so nice to be in good company yeah I know everyone's so nice I'm really pleased I've learned that I'm tougher than I thought we had a really hard time with my child when he was young as he had really terrible reflux and screamed all the time I felt broken and superhuman at the same time yeah it really is see that early postpartum phase it is a uh, mind flip I look back at it and I'm like how 
did I get through it? It really is so tough, especially when they're having feeding issues and you're having, well, I was having loads of breastfeeding issues and pain and weight gain issues and all this stuff and you just keep battling on and it, it is, you do feel broken. I, I genuinely felt like I was fucking up but also winning at the same time and it is really, it's confusing. Now I'm learning that I'm more patient than I've ever been and also that me having my own time is better for everyone, makes me a better parent, gives my son alone time with others who love him loads and gives his dad one-on-one time with him. Yes, you can't do it all. And it is really important for them to have those lovely relationships with extended family um, because it just it also does just make it easier when you want them to be held by someone else. They will, they will be settled by someone else. We are in the depths of toddler life now and he's ultra independent, tantrums if anyone tries to help him. So I'm learning to play to his strengths and support him to be who he is rather than force him into the mould of a textbook toddler. Well done you. I mean, what even is a textbook toddler? I would say a textbook toddler is like what he is being, ultra independent, um, <laughs> tantrums it, you know it's so funny about Cormac is he will be playing he like I, I think toddlers are just attracted to the most dangerous thing in the room so they will find the thing that they're not supposed to find whether that be a fork or a hammer or a plug socket they will find that thing and they really want to play with it and then I will be like sorry Cormac I need to take that off you and he will cry and then I will, he will come to me for a hug. And I'm like, I'm the person that made you cry, but I'm also the person that you need the comfort from. And it is very, very cute and funny having a toddler because they are just starting to be so independent and they just want to do whatever they want to do. It's really, really funny. Okay, um, next person. A true love like no other. Oh God, this is going to make me cry. I've learned that even on the hardest of days, a smile or hug from my little one is all I really need. Oh, yes, love that. That is, it's so true. Like, oh, so he, hearing Cormac's laugh is like, it's like tonic. It's like medicine. It just makes me feel so great in the moment. I'm like, it's literally the best sound in the world. Unselfishly, unselfishly? how do you say that? Unselfishly. Yeah, that's not a hard word to say. I don't know why I was struggling. Prioritizing what's best for me and our family, even if it offends people. Yes. Looking after yourself, staying strong within boundaries. Time away from my daughter, not to feel guilty about it and enjoy it, makes me a better person, mum, and definitely a more tolerable wife. Ooh, love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay to want to spend time away from your child it doesn't make you a bad person like I have learned there's so much mum shaming out there especially on social media I remember seeing this <laughs> I remember seeing this absolutely hilarious um reel someone had chopped it up and it was this woman like hugging her child in really close and she says I just don't understand when People need time away from their children. I am obsessed and I want to soak up every single moment. And then it cuts to a woman. <laughs> she's in the car and she she's like looking at the camera like, what the fuck? 
and she throws the baby bag out the window and she's like, bye! (laughs) I will find it and I will post it to my stories. But I think that feeling the pressure to love and cherish every single moment of your child's life is really toxic because, I mean, imagine, imagine someone was like, unless you love every single moment with your other half, then you're in, your relationship is not healthy. Like that is not how it works. Like people need time apart from people because then we appreciate each other more. Your child needs to interact with other people as well. And you cannot literally be everything to that person all at once, all the time. So I, I, I just don't have any time for shaming mums for needing time away and needing time to look after themselves. Since coming back to work, it has also given me a new perspective on people's petty bullshit not to get involved. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I don't love hearing about the drama. I just don't want to ever be involved in it. And I really, really don't want to be involved in it now that I'm a mum. But uh, yeah, it does make you reassess your priorities, your values, how you want to spend your time, what you want to talk about. All that stuff, I think, does get shaken up once you become a mum. And I mean, if you sort of begrudgingly made time for it before out of you know just politeness there's no point making time for it now oh and coffee you can't be a lovely coffee especially if it's enjoyed still warm and unspilt down you see the first coffee of the morning it's just the most delicious thing ever um yeah yeah the first coffee I feel like the first coffee of the morning is really just kind of breaking the seal and then the next one is the one that actually wakes you up um okay we are also in the midst of tantrums at times I love how strong-minded my daughter is other times I have to move to another room and for two minutes and breathe yes I think that it's I mean we all go in with the best intentions and embracing tantrums temper tantrums are vital a vital part of brain development it's uh, it's vital for them to go through these difficult emotions and see it through uh, but equally doesn't mean that you can always cope with them and sometimes you do need to like remove yourself from the situation okay next person I've learned to trust my own instincts had a rough few weeks when my child was born due to feeding issues and undiagnosed tongue tie so much input from professionals all with conflicting advice I actually started doubting myself it had a massive impact on my mental health which has always been pretty good as soon as we didn't have that input anymore my husband my partner and I just trusted our instinct everything was so much better oh my like yeah yeah I had exactly the same issue uh, with Cormac when he was born we had so many breastfeeding issues and I feel like there's a lot of gaslighting especially in that you know that area of expertise the amount of times I was told that I I must have the wrong latch I mu- it's it's my fault it's my fault that it, we're having I'm in pain because babies know how to breastfeed naturally like there's so much gaslighting and not enough just someone saying yeah breastfeeding does really hurt like I have been told about I think 
50 times that breastfeeding shouldn't hurt. Breastfeeding really, really hurts sometimes. And if someone tells you when you're in the most pain, like, I mean, I would say breastfeeding for me at times was more painful than actually giving birth and recovering from birth. When someone, when you're in a lot of pain and someone says, this shouldn't be painful. Like, you're like, what am I supposed to do with that information? Because it really, it really is painful. So please just help me. So yeah, I think there's a lot of gaslighting there. And, oh God, I mean, this is a whole other podcast, but I found relief with using those little nipple shields. And people were like, no, 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 don't use nipple shields. No, they're the worst thing ever. Your baby will get whatever it's called, confusion. What's that called again? Nipple confusion? It's been so long now, I'm like forgetting but yeah um I knew that that worked I knew that he was gaining weight as soon as I started to use him I knew that it wasn't it wasn't painful anymore but you I I really do think that you need to trust your own instincts and you you ultimately know what's best I think that a lot of mums especially new mums first time mums are are treated like they don't know what what they're talking about but you know your baby and you know your body more than anyone else and I know I had flat nipples. Your nipple, your nipples should be fine. Nipples, nipples should work. No, mine were flat, okay? So it did make breastfeeding harder. <sighs> okay, that's going to be another therapy session. Right, also not to sweat the small stuff. After a recent loss in the family, which has been super hard, realising that life is too short, also that all feelings are valid and you don't have to be superhuman all the time. Oh, I just love you. I love you. You're great. I agree with others that having me time definitely makes me a better mum and partner. So grateful. Uh, my partner gives me the space to do this. Oh, yeah, I think that having a supportive partner that recognises that you need time and actually doesn't always need to be asked is so, so important. Um, so you sound very lucky. <sighs> This, this is just such a great group. I really am so happy with this intake of Shona Strong Mums. There's some real, like, they're all really lovely people. And, you know, I, I just think, like, the vibe attracts more of the same vibe. Um, Yeah, I'm really, really lucky. Everyone's really positive and everyone um, is embracing the messy bish lifestyle so hope you're all having a lovely lovely day and if there's anything that you think that I've missed out here like what did you learn what have you learned since becoming a mum like I, I, I whatever stage of motherhood you're at like we're always learning new things all the time and I'm, I'm sure that my mum's still learning new things all the time so yeah let me know let me know have a lovely day and goodbye